if you've come here to take your mom break, this is a good place to be. This is a Pot Smoking Moms podcast. We are so happy you are here with us. Uh, we are parents who are also advocates for cannabis. And that's what we talk about. Our favorite things, being a parent and smoking cannabis. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. I am your host, Sunny D, along with my homegirl, Captain J. Hello, everybody. If you listen to us and you like us, please rate, subscribe, share, be friends with us on all our social medias, send us DMs. Potsmokingmoms.com is the website. That is where everything is housed. You can find all the answers to your questions at potsmokingmoms.com. <laughs> What's up? What do we got on deck for smokage today, Jay? Well, for me, I packed myself a little bowl of some True Ground here. It's a blend of two strains of Stardog and lemon tree, so hybrids. So that's what I got here because it's affordable to get the little True Ground containers. So a lot cheaper than getting whole flour. Yeah, you said they were out of uh, your favorite Indicas? They're out of Indicas altogether. And like at somebody least, said that it was because they were like changing the method of testing or something. I th- yeah, and I think just because of COVID, everything slowed down, and this because of the state, a lot of their st- products being held up in testing, and so they're pretty much dry. They have very little product everywhere. So yeah, not even and at least nowhere around here. Um, when I looked online to see what indicas were available, mm-hmm. none of the stores around here had indicas. No. I'm. I have your. Well, it's my bong now because I claimed it. You cleaned it, and I said, "Oh, it's clean." Okay, well, it's my my bong now. When I come over, I I just jammed it with whatever was in my grinder. To be honest. Okay, so you're not sure what you got there. I don't even know. I don't know. It's a mishmash of something. There we go. Cheers. Cheers. Ah, yes. Oh, yeah. I like that bong. It's nice and Oh, my God. Bubbly. I love this. <laughs> and the water doesn't... It's so big, It does. the water doesn't splash up into my yeah, lips. Yeah, my little one always splashes you. All mines. Because I don't know. This is also... This is a heavy duty... Heavy duty. <laughs> I like it, though. It's nice, too. Schmove. So how's your week been, D? It's been pretty interesting. Not going to lie. It's been very interesting. You got our store up and running. Yeah, the website's up. I'm pretty, pretty surprised and impressed. But I was like, <laughs> man, we got to get this shit on the road. Like, I can't. We cannot stop. We can't talk about it on it another podcast episode. It can't be absolutely perfect. And we can't have everything we want right off the bat. Right. right? And like, we're learning as we're going. Mm-hmm. And we're adding stuff as we go. And we love hearing suggestions from people. You know, the people have said they wanted us to do dad stuff and grandma stuff. So maybe eventually one day we'll get there. Patience, my friend, is the key. I think it's a lot. Um, but you know, we do it for our friends and our listeners. We're even, we're just happy. They actually even want to buy anything. Right. (laughs) Exactly. That's why they're like, Oh, can you make stuff? And we're like, if you want us to make stuff, we will. (laughs) Plus I like to make stuff for myself to wear as well. So we we like to rep our, yeah, we can baby, our passion project. It is. And I don't know. I just, I, I look up a lot of cannabis related accessories and merchandise and shirts and i'm like i can make we can make better ones than that (laughs) and we made a new friend sarah beth timmons does a lot of the designs for what we've put out so far and i just love her yeah she's awesome she is just as cynical and just dark humored and crazy (laughs) as we are and i love every single bit of it so thank you to her Please be friends with her on Instagram. She has the loveliest. She does cross stitching. Yeah. And to me, something that I've always loved is like cute, pretty, dainty things with cuss words and just like kind of (laughs) vulgar, but like pretty and dainty. Yeah. It's like so cute and funny to me. And that's what she does. (laughs) And I was like, oh, uh, we need you to, to help us come up with stuff. So thank you to Sarah Beth Timmons. We are fans of you. Um, I also, so yeah, thanks to everybody who's made purchases on our uh, from our store already. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, Definitely, you know, it's all going towards the podcast, and um, we really, really appreciate all you who contribute. 
I also kind of want to um, make mention, we, we also want to thank supporters directly to the podcast through Anchor. You're able to to make um, like a, dip, a donation to support a podcast. We, we're we're so thankful for April Collins and Lauren Hadsell. Thank you guys so much. Yes. If you're interested, uh, you can go to Anchor and um, there is a section that you can go ahead and, and, and do support. And it's, you know, if you want to contribute a dollar here and there, it's up to you we appreciate it um we definitely appreciate that so thank you to you guys out there for that if not check out the store it's changing all the time uh we'll let you know we'll update you if you're not part on our email list sign up for the email also this week um i got that done but also too i um i told my neighbor about our podcast so your your neighbor with the um her daughter that's in the wheelchair yeah was it that her daughter has she has cerebral palsy and um she's the one that was out there when we're filming that tiktok Uh uh-huh yes that one day yeah so they're the loveliest people they're so sweet they're just good people i feel like i'm just kind of a crazy person next to the because they seem you know reserved yeah but they enjoy my crazy antics and my you know when i get talked to them adult style cursing and stuff you know it's (laughs) They laugh and, you know, so I never thought they would be weirded out by it. Um, but I started talking about the podcast and I brought up like the Karen meme and she had no idea about what the Karen what meme a Karen was. is. Yeah. And I was like telling her about the podcast. And then I came to a point where I was like, what? let me just fucking just say that it's cannabis related. Oh, because you were telling her about the podcast, but not right. Not specific. Was, okay. Right. Yeah. It was just like we have a, I have a podcast. Okay. Um, so then I was like, look, I'm going to be really straight up with you and you're going to have to be cool with a lot of things really fast. My podcast is about cannabis. I'm a pot smoking mom and that's what we're called. Uh And she was fascinated by it. She had to have smelled it before. I mean, I've smoked in your back patio and they're right on the other side. Right. I know. I've heard them on right on the other side. So they have to have smelled it. And that's another reason why I was like, let me just, be honest about it because at some point i'm sure i'm sure you know what i mean so but she was like honest about her experience she said she had never smoked but she seemed like she wanted to she wanted to hear what i had to say about it yeah um interesting but she's very supportive too so i didn't think that it was going to be anything negative with her you know and it kind of always feels really good to be like honest about something especially when you're like passionate about it you know so it was very interesting and she it was like she was about to go at one point and then I kind of just pulled her back in with that and she was just like all ears. Yeah. Yeah. So what kind of questions did she have? You know, uh, no, she was just like it just I don't know, general it wasn't that she was she was like questioning about the podcast and like what TikTok was and what okay, this I is see. and I was showing her I started showing her videos her and videos. she was cracking up yeah she really liked the videos and stuff and the wine one because they're big on wine and stuff yeah. um they're from Spain they're totally you know, yeah like you know I like wine but I rather smoke and yeah. she's like you know kind of laughing because yeah. <laughs> yeah well that's cool yeah that's that's the kind of conversations we need to have and try to open up to people to normalize yeah, absolutely. I'm, and I mean, we take it takes courage. So yeah, little by little, you know, you don't want things to get awkward either. But we we had a conversation where we were talking about this, and it's like if they've already invested in you, yeah. you know, they already like you as a person. They've they already spent you. time with you. They know you. Yeah. If they really judge you on this now, is that really somebody you want to spend time I know. with? Yeah. Yeah. Even even if it gets there, you don't yeah. have to like talk to everybody about. You know, but yeah, so that was interesting about anything with you what, this week. Not really. Not much going on over here. Nothing new. Mm. Just trying to get through the days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to improv this entire thing called life on a daily basis and not try not to fuck it up too bad. Basically. Agreed. I feel you. <laughs> I think we're doing a good job though. I think, yeah, I think you're, you're doing killing a great it. job. We're killing you're it. You're super killing it. <laughs> Not only are you still doing your job, but now you have a whole nother side thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I mean, I with 2020 whatever bitch. 
show you're you fucking something. up our shit well no we're gonna show 2020 something that's right we'll adapt that's the new that's adapt. the new hip thing you adapt mm-hmm. we had some time to sit with our friends julio and jenny from together we go uh, together we grow farms in saginaw michigan and we talked about Jenny's journey from being diagnosed with Crohn's to finding healing through cannabis. It was a really interesting conversation. Um, this, this is the interview. We are very happy to have you guys on our show, uh, TWG Farms Together We Grow. Uh, love the name. How did you guys come up with that name for your farm? Um, it was honestly something that it's kind of the way we do our we live our life like we help people we help ourselves like i'm not i didn't come out here to grow better than anybody grow more than nobody step on anybody's toes like everybody just you know you grow together you know we're all honest if we're all you know loyal which is a very hard thing to find in this industry we can all grow there's there's plenty of pie for everybody but everybody starts with the knockoffs and the fake and the less, you know, uh, maybe not take care of the products, spraying shit on their bud. People don't care. There's a lot of people in this industry who just grow for, for money, who don't smoke. And they ruin the industry. They spray things that are toxic, that are actually not good for you. And, you know, I started this out for her. Like, she had Crohn's. And in Florida, like, Crohn's is chemo. They almost killed her like three times. She was on like four or five different chemos. I, she was in a wheelchair. She couldn't take care of herself. And it was like every time, oh, we'll try a different one. And it was like, man. Even up here, once I made these capsules, we did like a, maybe six months later, we did a, 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 a check of her, of her body. And even the doctor was like, know what what are you guys doing and i was like oh we're you know we're using cannabis he was like oh i i can't condone that i still want to put her on the chemo and i was like she's not in a wheelchair she's healthy she's not asking you for anything you just came to check her out like i get that your pads and your little you know stress balls are all from humera but we're not going to give it to her no more so yeah and it's crazy but we just you know i didn't want to put my name like all my, all my, all like my history, like like my dad's company is all like my last name. Um, I didn't want to like have my face or my name attached to it, so I felt like we'll find a good message, live our it's life. Great, I I when I saw the name of your farm, I thought it was so. I don't know. I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was a very because it is uh, ultimately and right. Now, now at this time we do we need to grow together and we need to grow together to learn from everything we're experiencing right now and apply it to life going forward so i love 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 the name of your farm and then um so you had crone so a little backstory here we're we were all friends before we became friends because we all knew each other back in our hometown of hialeah Mm-hmm. So we went to school together, but we're friends. And then we have uh, been led here together um, through cannabis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, Jenny, you had, you were, the, you were, uh, they told you you had Crohn's disease. How did that, when was that? How did that At start? What age? Yeah. Were you diagnosed? In 2015, I was diagnosed with Crohn's. So I was like training. I was I met Julio, and Julio was on a weight loss journey. You were on a diet. I was on a diet. I was doing. I was probably the healthiest I've ever been. I was. I started eating paleo, paleo diet, and I was. I was eating broccoli. I was eating so well, and from one moment to the other, I started getting sicker and sicker and sicker. And I I was getting dehydrated. I was going to the bathroom like probably sixteen, seventeen times a day. I was just doing pretty bad. We went to the doctor. So you guys met right before you got diagnosed? I don't know why. Yeah, we met in 14, and I got diagnosed in 15. Wow, so you were, like, in a fresh relationship when all that shit started happening? And he had to become my primary caretaker for those four months that I couldn't do anything. I went to a treatment one day and woke up the next day and, like, literally couldn't move from the neck down. And we went to the doctor. We We started trying to figure out what was going on, and I had a bad reaction to the chemo. So I had an inflammatory bone disorder and I had to go to like a rheumatologist, all that. And through steroids, they brought me back. 
four months later. But it was four months of me not being able to feed myself, clean myself, shower, nothing, depending yeah. on other people. And it was Julio and my parents that helped. I, me and Julio are already living together. So he stepped up to the plate and he took, he really took care of me. Oh. He must have been in love with you, girl. That's love, man. <laughs> that's, that's a true test of love right there. It is. It is. It is. It really, it, it, I was in a really dark place, you know? You know me, I've been an athlete all my life. Yeah. So from, we were boxing every day. We were literally getting out of work. We would go boxing. And I got sick from one day to another. I and didn't realize girls could be developed so late. In your and like adult, and the thing is, my sister, surgery. my sister has it. My sister's had it for sixteen years. Yeah. She's had like three dozen surgeries. What I've seen her go through, I went in shock when I found out because I couldn't believe it. Like I thought, you know how people say, you know, oh, you're going to the bathroom, or you, you, you know, you poop like a duck or whatever. I never really took it into consideration how bad it was until I got really healthy. And I was training. I was boxing. I was with him. He was on. He lost. He used to be four hundred pounds. Do you think so, it was your drastic change in diet that maybe flared your Crohn's? Because a lot of times with yeah. Crohn's is that you can't digest certain foods properly. Correct. I mean, all so the, the all I the broccoli, no green. all that I extra can't have fiber and extra like vegetate. Yep. You know, I can't have any of that. So like there is. So me losing weight is really hard, and that's why I had to get on Shakeology because it was the one thing that I could. Like actually take that was helping me and that was working and I was losing and I was feeling better and I'm back, you know, to feeling myself again. You know, I haven't played ball in like three years since we've moved here and like I'm getting the itch, you know, started writing ATVs, like we started doing stuff or working out. He's been helping me. So, you know, we've been riding bike, we've been getting back to where I need to be. But like, yeah, we've been golfing. We've been doing so many things. And it's like, I'm living life over here. I was never doing that in Miami. So it was then, hustle and bustle. What All made time. you guys move to Michigan? Like, how did your journey into cannabis, how did you guys think like, okay, well, let's go this route. And, and, and how did I that got, start? I got an opportunity through a friend. Um, they had a operation over here and they wanted us to come run it over here. And um, pretty much just move out here and go through the caregiver program. So basically caregiver program out here is you get a license and you're able to grow 12 plants per patient. You're allowed to get five patients. So in total, you're allowed 72 trees. So I'm allowed 72 plants. Julio's allowed 72 plants. So technically, we can have 144 trees. So we can still have so we were running a major operation. We did that for the first year. It was a hard adjustment. It's a lot of work. Well, nobody, nobody. Because it was, I'm sorry, because, because it was a legal commercial operation. All the towns are going through new legislation. Like they're so behind. And we're in Michigan. We're not in Florida. Like here, when you go get your ID changed, they give you a little label on the back of your license. They don't even print you a new one. Like a Everything is still really slow here so for like updating the paperwork and there's you know politics you got to deal with there's only a certain amount of cards that we're giving out per town we got them we were on the list we, we did everything legit and they held us for a year before giving us our actual permit it was very very difficult very difficult it's hard it's hard to invest everything you have, all your, your eggs in one basket, and then somebody's holding you for a year and then lets you go, and then you let go, and then you realize it's not even worth it. I could do it by myself and not need so many people mm-hmm. and eat a lot more. <laughs> There's When you try to do, like, what, you, no need. what we've learned here with this corporate cannabis, you can't compare corporate large-scale so massive grows to a small grow, like the quality of the product that we're gonna that we're gonna put out. Not everybody, because there's a lot of people that grow crap. But the the quality of, of cannabis is coming out. It's almost like a small batch brew. You know, you're you're on it. You're 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 not mass producing forty pounds, fifty pounds, eighty pounds of the same fluff. So like corporate cannabis here has taken over, and the products are crap. 
I mean, it's hard to go to the dispensary and say that you got some fire, but mm-hmm. like there is some. There is, but, but they're gonna charge you five hundred bucks an ounce for it. And it's but it's like, do they have a cap out there? A THC cap? Or it's just so right now for since we're medical patients, there's no cap. Um, there is a recreational law that just came into effect this year. Um, they are limited on how much they can buy and the potency of what they can buy. But as far as medical, we can buy um, unlimited potency, and then we have a limit of two and a half ounces of weed of actual flour a day. Now, that can break down as cartridges, edibles. It's all the same weight, so two and a half ounces a day. And being that we're caregivers, we can also buy products for our patients. So, crazy. So you said as caregivers, you can do how many plants per patient? Twelve plants per patient, mm-hmm. and you're and giving. You love to have how many patients? And you are one of your own patients, right? Correct. So you, you are your your sixth patient, correct? So you so, could be five other in addition to yourself. Correct. Correct. So it's seventy-two and seventy-two that we can each have in a room legally. So you know, we decided just to move up north. You know, Detroit, the truth is Detroit is pretty rough. And um, we didn't come out here for that. I didn't move out here to not live like that, not for Detroit. Mm-hmm. So we moved up north, uh, like two hours north. And we live in a smaller town, smaller area. And we do our thing out here and nobody bothers you. Landlord is... Everybody is, grows out Everybody here. grows out here. You so a Home Depot, they have grocery supplies at Home Depot. Yeah. So, so is it like a home grow? Are you indoor or outdoor, like... How we have grow? we have multiple operations, but everything is indoor. We have a home one, and then we have other stuff that we invested outside. We yeah, ended yeah. up doing our own commercial stuff. We didn't need anybody else. We have, After we, we have did our first, you know, our first one, we realized that um, there's no need for me to have yeah. 72 trees in my house. Like that's a lot of trees. Yeah, that's kind of scary to have that much at your house. That would be correct. <laughs> Is there a lot of laws about like security that you have to have around your grow and all that? Like people so there, for, like for for medical, you need to have because right now after the recreational law went in, you can grow twelve plants recreationally. As far as the medical, what I'm concerned is like you have to have everything lock and key. You have to have everything separate. I can't go into her grow. She can't go into my grow. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody else, like no outside people can, are, are welcome in there. I can't like hire people to help me. Um, that's where it changes from caregiver to commercial. Once you're commercial, then you're legally able to hire a crew for, you know, as a, as a business to water and feed, whatever it is. I see. I see. But then you're talking about licenses that cost 150 grand. Yeah, and that's where it gets really pricey. Like, well, here it it's dicey. impossible in Florida to be, be a grower because you have to be basically grandfathered in. You have to be grandfathered in. Yeah. yeah. Um. Wow, that's crazy. So, why why did you choose specifically Michigan out of all the states that are currently, you know, with all the with all the, law, <clears throat> with all the law changes? Um, well, we came out here, Colorado was already getting rid of their caregiver program. Mm-hmm. They still have it, but they only allow 12. Um, so our investor at the time, and everything that we did was all for a large-scale legal growth. It's very difficult. Like, there's a lot of black market growth. And when you say legal, it changes everything. Like, you yeah, have to be respected. Everything has to get, like... They give you a list, and that list every day changes because... The law every day changes because they're all they're figuring everything out as we go. Mm-hmm. It's not like a clear defined. And then know, they're typing it up in their typewriters, and then putting the white out, and then going. And then back you go and you say, "Hey, I did this." <laughs> oh no, no, no! Now you got to do it this way. Uh huh. But it was like that in Colorado too. I knew yeah. somebody out there who was like, "Bro, so many hoops you have to jump through, and it's paper here and this over here and paper yep. over there." It's just like. All kinds of stipulations. Of money, and you have and then, to this, but you can't that. I even asked. I even asked the the head um, inspector. I was like, you know, it's been a year. If I'm applying for a business license and you think that I've been stagnant for a year, how do you think I'm funding my business? 
Like, how do you think that I'm staying afloat for a year just waiting for you guys to get it together? I'm yeah, trying to spend money, money in your town with yeah. your contractors, with your people, and you guys don't want to do it. Like, it was, it was, it was very difficult. Well, okay, I, I have so many questions. Yeah, I have, <laughs> I have all the questions. Wait, so back to the Crohn's. So what... How did you get into cannabis? Like, what? How did you like decide that you wanted? To, how did that? How did you get there? So, I mean, for me at least, I started going crazy doing a lot of research and figuring out how I can help her without this Humira, Cynthia, chemo stuff. And they don't tell you that for Crohn's, you shouldn't be in Florida. You should not be below sea level. It's not good for you. It makes your stomach act up. Um. We went on a trip to Colorado, and just being a mile high, immediately her stomach, everything was different. There's, um, I read up years ago when we found out everything about her. There's a chromosome that was in like linked to Crohn's. That's also linked to, I think it was a like a epidemic of like yellow fever back in the day. And the only people that lived, the people in the mountains. We went to Colorado. I proposed to her out there. She was healthy. She was great. The moment we landed in Miami, in the bathroom. And it was like, That's you know, so easy. Your, your doctor won't tell you that. It's beneficial for them to keep you there, keep you on the drugs. They're killing you. Like, chemo is 90% bad for you. So, terrible. you know, it's crazy. And it forever be- changes you, too. Yeah, between him doing his research and, you know, me, know- me knowing the right people, you know, I got presented the opportunity and I, and I took it and I left everything behind. You know, yeah. I mean, I have, I come from a very big family. I have everything in Miami. You know, I had a career back home and everything and I left. It was time. Like when my quality of life became a question, everything changed. Yeah, absolutely. So what symptoms do cannabis help with the most? Like, what would you say, how does cannabis help with your Crohn's? You said you Change use bars mostly, correct? Mostly for my pain. More than anything, and I use a lot of um, CBD, a lot of, like, I have a, um, where's the cream? I have a cream that I use that is um, about 2,000 milligrams in total. So mm-hmm. it's like 1,000, 1,500. Correct. So this is what it is. It's called Extreme. They won the Cannabis Cup, like, Multiple, multiple times these last couple years mm-hmm. um, here in Michigan. Um, it's really been a game changer for me. I have a lot of joint pain, especially after being in the wheelchair and everything. I think that's why it's been so hard for me to get back because dealing with the pain is already an issue on the daily. So then on top of that, working out and the soreness and all that, what I'm putting myself through sucks, you know, but after the first week, it got better and better and better. And I've just been, you know, I've been like, almost 12, 13 weeks now that I've been riding strong, like really strong. I feel great. Awesome. I wanted her to get on edibles, but at the same time with her Crohn's, most edibles that you buy are all sugar, sugar, mm-hmm. brownies, cereal treats, uh, gummies. So that wasn't going to help her. It was going to help her with the, the, the actual pain but it would give her pain by giving her all that gas in her stomach. So I figured, let me learn. Let me figure something out to make. I make these pills. They're just weed and, and oil. I add RSO to that as well. And with her meals, she'll take that. And it kind of works as making her regular meal edible, except mm-hmm. it'll coat her stomach. And it's awesome. Like she's, she's been living off for the past, what? Almost two and a half. Three years. Yeah, three years. Today, our memory came back that we've been in Michigan three years. We got here today, three years ago. Wow. And uh, and, and how do you use RSO? Um, I usually put it in a capsule because it tastes really bad. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I hate the way it tastes. So for me, I put it in a capsule. I buy the capsules usually on Amazon, um, depending what size you want. And then I ingest it through there. You got you to gotta dose it because... Correct. You got to start as a grain of rice first, maybe even half, half a grain, grain rice and then get yourself all get the you. way up because it's, it'll get you. It'll get you good. 
I've had an edible company at a, a show next to us. Give me a 500 milligram edible. And they were like, you're going to eat this right now. I was like, yeah. And the guy was watching me wait and see if I was going to drop. And I, I don't like, you could find whatever weed you want grown by whoever you want and I'll smoke it and I'll keep talking to you. I don't stutter no more. I used to stutter really bad. Um, and like, I just, I can't eat, eat edibles at night. I won't go to sleep. I'll be up. I'll be See, wired. For me, it puts me down. It's not. A, it's not <laughs> an upper. For, for me, it doesn't even work. So exactly, <laughs> that's what she was saying. That it doesn't work for you. You see, if you, I yeah, guarantee you, you get an RSO pill, it'll get you. Man, RSO is costly to make, right? It's like a, it's, if you make I've, it I've from, seen that a lot about because a lot of there's a lot of children that use RSO absolutely. as cancer. Um, absolutely. It helps with everything. It reduces the size of the tumor. It's, it's, it's a really, like, it's it's not hard to make as long as you have the right equipment. Um, we bought what's called the Magical Butter Machine. Super, the best invent, like, thing that you can buy for 200 bucks. You can make yeah. lotion, gummies, whatever you want. I was like, and I all you, don't work for me, so I'm not going to invest in that. But well, all you need for, for RSO would be Trim or nugs, you know, whatever you want, uh-huh. and a bottle of Everclear. I want to try it. So and you put it in that in the in the magic butter machine. Let it do what it does for the, for the, you know, you can put it for four hours, and let it go. And then when, when it's done, you strain it, and then you put your your pot on low on an electric stove, not on a gas stove, because it'll catch fire. And then you just let it slowly burn off all the alcohol, and you'll be left with that paste. You pick it up and you put it in a syringe. That's that. That that's it. It'll get you. It'll get you like a yeah. one-two punch, and you're done. Now, if you do the research yeah. on the research of the website, he recommends indica only. There are supposedly some sativa plants that have a little bit of a of a different effect. So he recommended the indica only. I usually only grow indica anyway, so it's not you know that big of a deal for me. So for your, I was going to ask, that was actually going to be one of my questions for your patients. Do most of them want their, they're just it in flower or do you guys create for them RSO or those capsules or those different methods? Um, How do most I, of your I break prefer? down my plants to everything. I make edibles from my plants. I make, I have somebody who, who will process my, 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 my plants and we, and we have concentrates. So they'll make, you know, wax or rosin or batter. Um, you know, we're, we, we were at one point in dispensaries. Once this whole state licensing thing came out, we're not pursuing. You know, you need to have like a $500, like it's, it's I mean, a $500,000 license. It's not cheap. And you got to have all kinds of paperwork that not everybody has. Mm-hmm. So, like, for us, we just break everything down from edibles, flour. I mean, a lot of – most people like flour, but you do have, pe- you know, uh, ladies that don't want to smoke. I have, I have a lot. I have a patient that, like, literally has everything. Yeah. Everything. She, she hates smoking. She doesn't like smoking, but she'll take everything in these pills, and she needs yeah. them all the time. And, it's- you know, that's what we get her. And you said you mostly do indicas. Like, since you're doing it for different patients, do any of them say I prefer sativas? Do you have sativas available, or how do you determine what strains you're gonna grow? Where do you get like your uh, seeds, like your genetics? So I don't use seeds. Um, I know a lot of people that have had a lot of problem from their from people who sell seeds. Mm -hmm. Um, I have moms, so I have like I have like five main strains that I keep. I usually I have a OG18, Gorilla Glue, Sunday Driver, GMO, and Purple Punch. Um, that's mainly Indica or Indica hybrids. 
a lot of people don't like sativas because it makes their mind go a little paranoid or a little crazy. Mm-hmm. For me, you give me whatever you want, I'll smoke it. But <laughs> that's me. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an indica girl. I like. I indica. love indica. I'm I'll smoke sativas too, but I I prefer me too indica. all day for hybrids, but, indica leaning. I have another question. Go for it, girl. So what is so you guys were like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna start growing, we're gonna go to Michigan. Did you know anything about like growing at all? Like how did you even know where to start? The funniest thing is that when I first met Julio, his first three questions to me were, hmm. you know, what was my name, where was I from? And you know, pretty much if I believe in God or whatnot. And I said, yes, we kept talking and he, and I asked him and he said that his three things were that he had, that he was going to move from Miami to grow weed. And I was no like, at the time. He was like, I don't know where, but I want to leave from here to go do that. And I was like, all right, cool. And but wait, wait, wait. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. But why? <laughs> so when you guys, it was just something he liked. And at that time I was going to church. I wasn't even smoking. And, th- and that's the truth. I wasn't even at that time. And I was like, all right, cool, whatever. But you I had smoked before. But you Absolutely. Had okay. Yeah, I had just. And he, and when you met him, he, you were, you, he, you knew right off the bat he smoked too. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I buy boxes of Dutchess. Yeah. Not the individual part. <laughs> yeah. I knew he smoked. Like when we okay. met, he had told me. I was like, all right, no problem. It didn't bother I was me. the guy that smoked. So he had already researched how to plant and be. Well, he. Back then, he was doing like, edibles and stuff, like for himself and like for his friends and stuff, but nothing, nothing crazy. And yeah, it, it just happened to be that almost two years later, the opportunity was presented to me, and I told, I told the person, I have no interest, but he sure does. That's his dream, and it just happened to be they, that, they he you, out that way. They had and a couple operations in different states, and they wow. were like, listen, you know, you like it, I'll send you out there, and I want you to see, I'll see what you think. And I went to like a like a two week boot camp. I went to like I don't know how many different sites, and I saw different things, different stages of plants, and I learned. And then <clears throat> I was kind of given like a little test my last day. You know, I don't I don't want to give any names or anything, but the last day, the the head honcho was like, "Oh, you know, this is how we do it." And I was looking at him, and I was like, "Dude, but I've been looking around. Like nobody does it that way." He's like, ah, so you you actually were out here not just here for fucking smoking weed. You actually were here paying attention. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I like it. Best. And then we, you know, hit it off and left me in charge of that fucking 144 flat facility. And I did great. They were. He was your mentor. Yeah. Yeah. He's still. He's I mean, we still were he's still. Finished. We ended up like after we left there, we ended up moving forward here. We did our own thing and. Now we're able to be able to partner up with somebody else and do our own thing and not need nobody else. So it's nice to be able to do that with him now. So have, have you guys done like a process of trial and error with your your plan? I mean, look, I, I, went, I went to Colorado and I, I walked into a grow house because my, um, my ex-roommate's brother has a farm. And I was just like, Oh my God, I was blown away. And I was just like, how do you do all this? This is so I can tell you that, hard. Like, easy. I was, the, the people that I met, they have everything dialed in. Like, they. Everything they, is all, um, all like automated to do no, certain no, no, things. No, 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 no. A lot of people like that. I don't. Me personally, I'm hands on. I'm going to feed my plants. I have a timer. I give my plants individually the same amount of water. I don't like the automated systems. One plant in front of the room might get more because of the pump, but one in the back of the room is not going to get it. I've used it before, seen that. I'm straight. If I can't be in my room for fucking an hour to feed my plants, I shouldn't be grown. Yeah. I'm in there. I'm able to actually touch them, see them. Like if, you know, if I notice that one needs more water, one's still wet, I won't give it as much water. It's not, it ain't the same, but these people, they had everything done. Like they know how to do it. They their system is not foolproof, but it's tried and tested. Like it works. it works. And we did the same thing that 
they did over there. We did it here, and it still works. Look, our first our first try, it was seventy two trees, and we boomed ninety pounds. And your and, first goal, and then and then <laughs> and then wow, yeah. How and long then, is a, does it take for the plant to actually flower and come to harvest? So, like, what's so the time most plants, um, most plants, uh, you can veg as long as you'd like. You, you got to They have two cycles, um, the eighteen and six. Um, I give them a month to fetch, month or month and a half, and then I'll change their cycle to the 12 and 12. Um, for the most part, all plants are eight weekers. Now, different strains, if you don't know your plants, you, you buy a microscope and you cut your plants down when they're ready. A lot of people just do it by dates. And although that's not bad, there's all kinds of issues that could happen along the way that can make your plant slow down or speed up. So if you're just going to go in there and say, oh, hey, 55 days and we're done. No, I have, I have it right here. Actually, it's here. So I'll put this on my phone um, and I have a little light on it. There it is. And it'll, it'll zoom in on my camera, all my trichomes. And if I, I wait till I'm 30% milky. Yeah. And then, and then I turn my lights off, give them two days of darkness, and then, and then I'll cut them down. That'll force the extra. It's like a forced final right. Right. Yeah. Um, but like I tell everybody, because everybody has a bunch of questions for growing. If you walk into Bass Pro Shops, there are 17 million lures. Everybody got a fish on those lures. We all grow and we all can grow differently. For the most part, it's all the same, but everybody does their little here and there that's different and mm-hmm. on all because this is what I do. This is what I do. We're all growing pot. It's all the same shit. Everybody has their, their way of doing it. I, I, my way of doing it is the way that I was taught and it produces. It works. Yes. You ended up weed sensei. <laughs> I mean, he, we did pretty good. The the next one after the first one, we we did we tested here at home. You know, simple twelve lights, twelve trees, and we boomed thirty thirty one point five pounds. Wow, like two point six per tree. Like, where I mean, I couldn't be more happy in the direction that we're going for sure. So once you harvest the plants and you cut them down, I know you're supposed to like hang them up to dry them out, right? Like how long is that process? Everybody, there are people that wet trim. I don't like wet trimming. Um, When you wet trim, you can't use your your actual trim for, you know, your butters or anything like that because it's Mm -hmm. wet. It'll get moldy and all that. Mm -hmm. Depending on the size of your trees is how long it'll take her to dry. So for me, for the size of trees that we're growing, it's usually like I cut, hang them upside down, eleven days, ten days, and they're ready to ready to trim and they're dry. Mm-hmm. And then we gotta trim and. and you guys gotta do all that yourselves, but like you yeah. have to trim your machine. own. You have to do everything yourself. Yes. <laughs> you have to talk to it. Yes, I. So I, I put music in my rooms. My trees um, are always hearing music. There's no negativities in my in my room. If you're gonna have an argument with somebody, go outside. Um, How can you be negative in there? That's why you escape it. A lot, a lot of people, like I said, don't grow because they smoke. They grow for profit. So they'll walk in. Oh, hey, hey, they get all like, hey, 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 hey. get out. <laughs> I don't want yeah, none of that. Uh, we don't need any of that in here. Nope. And I'm a big believer in energy. And if you go in there feeling some type of way, those plants will feed off your energy. And they'll wake up the following day, or like not very happy, or a little bit down, and you're like, oh, what the fuck is this? No. Happy vibes. Everybody's in there happy. Music. There's no like crazy rock music, no crazy rap music. It's all like Smooth jazz, like <laughs> yeah, tranquilita. Nothing in there crazy. <laughs> I consider them babies. Like when, as they grow, you know, they eat more. But like people think, you know, oh, I'm gonna get a bucket of water and throw it in my pot. 
can't get your kid to, you know, get your whole plate of food and say, shove it in your mouth. I, I don't like that. I'm sure your kid wouldn't like that. I give him, you know, I get a timer and I'll slowly get 45 seconds of water for each tree and I'll wait it out. And it's like, you know, everybody's like, oh, bro, you're fucking lazy. I'm like, I'm not lazy. I'm actually spending time in there. You know, I'm not going to hit a button and feed him in five minutes. I don't like that. He walks up to the plant and he's like, tiene hambre. You can walk in there and just just walking in the ambient, you can feel it. Like if it's humid in there, if it's muggy, you feel it. they tell you. They look kind of like, eh. And you could feel that extra humidity. Hey, you know, my dehumidifier broke. A light's not working. Something ain't right. And you mm-hmm. fix it, and you'll see them come back like, thank you. We appreciate Plants you. Plants are amazing. You feel Plants bad. Amazing. You have to cut them down. Yeah, we, we, we had to go through that. We had to we yeah. had to go through that. We just had to install a brand new five ton AC. My AC broke. Our AC broke. In the trees middle. fried. Our, our trees fried, and we had to chop down the harvest. It happened. I mean, they weren't they weren't super far along. They were still in veg. Yeah, but they, were they were babies, but still. But it know, kills me to kill trees. It does. You know, you invest. You know, food, dirt. You know everything, everything. Yeah, that, time, carinito, right. So now we got to chop it down. They put a brand like, new unit. So the paper cuts off of my mom's and killed them. Yeah. So my mom's took a hit of three weeks to go down to reproduce all those cuts back. I mean, it's not a big deal, but yeah, I hate killing trees. <laughs> like even in my house, I'll flower my main twelve trees. And if I have any extra clothes that I'm not using or whatever, I flowered them in a in a, in in a, a cup. Sol- we did a solo cup Four. challenge last time. I got a quarter off of a little solo cup. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was. Nice. So wait, you grew a plant in a solo cup to see how much you get off of it. You said you got a quarter off of it. Yeah. Just like it, just because we had an extra clone, we didn't want to throw it away. We yeah, just put it in the room and it just let grew, it grew in that girl's cup. It, it was eating like crazy because it was sucking up so much more. It didn't have any any dirt in there, but it it'll it'll it's, it's kind of like a fish. It'll only grow to its tank. Yeah, it stayed like like that big and. But you got okay. I tried to grow once, and I was trying to keep it under wraps. So that's one of the issues. But they were little, but I saw them starting to flower, and I was like, "Whoa, get the fuck out of here!" Were you were you changing their light? Huh? You changed their light? I was I was growing them outside. Oh, okay. So when and then the thing was is the bugs. I couldn't get the bugs. I was trying to do the mixes with the water and the dish soap with cayenne and like whatever, and it was the bugs just killed them. That's part of why I don't. I've never done the outdoor. You're, you're dealing with a lot more issues. I know indoor. You got you control it. It's a controlled yeah. environment, so it works Absolutely. better. But, but another thing is, like with outdoor, you gotta wait for the sun. Yeah. Unless you're putting like a greenhouse and you have a little light on it to, to let them veg longer. Once the sun changes, it start flowering, and you gotta wait it yeah. out. Like here, we got bored and I had extra clones. I threw them in the backyard. Yeah, let them flower with the sun, and I got you know I got I don't remember what I got I got I got a few ounces off of them, but I had to wait, and people were were freaking out because that season was changing here. It got cold, so all the outdoor grows. Some people cut them down early. I didn't. I let them. I let the tree do do what it did, and they made it through the first cold snap. It got warm again, and they finished out, and they were fine. But it's it's not. It's not. I've heard it's more cold most of the time. We yeah. only have June, July, and August. That's the only three months that are hot. No, I couldn't do that. We're back to normal. <laughs> back yeah. to regular schedule program. So right now we're enjoying as much as we can going outside. Yeah, now we're short. Now it's short season because you're gonna be white again. I told him get as brown as you can because you're gonna be white in no time. 
If you want to get in contact with them, you can find them at TWG underscore farms underscore 313 on Instagram. Uh, or you can email them twgfarms313 at gmail.com. They're friends with us. Uh, we will tag them and um, please uh, follow them with uh, their journey. It's very interesting. It's interesting to talk to people about the laws in their states, like just directly talk to people who are, you know, growing or. Yeah. And their experiences with cannabis and how it's helped them. Yeah. And even what 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 the laws are. Because it's so many, like we had a whole conversation where it was like so many hoops you have to kind of jump through. Yeah. Um, and how many plants they can grow and all that. Yeah. Very interesting. And now, <laughs> I always gotta, I still don't have, you know, I'm not used to the soundboard. <laughs> With your two favorite hosts, Sunny D and Captain J. <laughs> Don't you love the news nug song? I know, it's great. It's great. It's so catchy. So, Congress is planning a vote on federal mar- marijuana legislation bill in September. Sources say that okay. this is finally being scheduled. We talked about the MORE Act actually. On a previous episode, back in the beginning of our podcast, back in like November, because the Judiciary Committee had already passed it. So the Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement, also known as MORE Act, was introduced by the Judiciary Chairman Gerald Nadler last year and has already been cleared by his panel, was referred to several other committees. In the months since, advocates have been eagerly awaiting further action to advance the legislation to the floor. The MORE Act would federally deschedule cannabis, expunge the records of those with prior marijuana convictions, and impose a federal 5% tax on sales revenue from which would be reinvested in the communities most impacted by the drug war. Mm. It would also create a pathway for resentencing for those incarcerated for marijuana offenses, as well as uh, protect immigrants from being denied Citizenship over cannabis and prevent federal agencies from denying public benefits or security clearances due to its use. The coronavirus has stalled legislative efforts on a wide range of issues. Uh, Sources in the advocacy world and an aide to a key house committee chair say that a floor vote of the MORE Act is now being planned for September. Um, The vote is scheduled in the House and members approve it. There will still be an open question about whether the Republican-controlled Senate would follow suit. Majority Leader Mitch McConnell (laughs) is a strong advocate for hemp, but he's maintained steadfast opposition to broader marijuana reform. That said, he did hold closed-door meetings with industry representatives last year, Hmm. which I thought was kind of interesting. Um... He's into hemp, so we know... He's into I, hemp, yeah, but I he's feel not like sure about... Yeah, they, they need to secure the bag before they're able to make uh, progress on legislation. Yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. He's like, where can I make my money before we pass this? Yeah. Before we get this... But, I mean, the MORE <laughs> Act is pretty great, and it, I mean, it's it's good. It's, it's laying out all the things that we're saying it needs to be done if it's going to be federally legal. People need to, it needs to reinvest in communities most impacted. It needs to expunge the records of people that were affected by this from marijuana offenses. Even, not even denying citizenship to people because maybe they had cannabis, you know, related uh, offenses before. So I think it covers most of the bases. I'm sure it has flaws. I mean, I haven't read the whole more act myself. But um, it's a good direction and. I mean, we can let's see and let's see if something happens in September, if that actually happens, because this is, again, just sources say this is being scheduled possibly for September. All right. We'll keep an eye out for that. I mean, that would be big, pretty big moves. And I mean, what do you think? Do you think they should with with the Corona pandemic and like, I mean, I think can that's, you imagine if they federally legalized. Marijuana? That's even more of a reason to do it because of the pandemic. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But um, we'll keep an eye out on that. Hell yeah. I think everybody's keeping an eye on that. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you should be. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, we're adapting, right? Back to adapting is the word of today. I feel like we should do a Pee Wee Herman segment where we're like, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Brought to you by the word adapt. Uh, adapting is the name of the game, you guys. It's just like, yeah, we're improvising all of this shit. <laughs> life. It's all a big improv Isn't that game. what life is? No. It is. Back in the day, I, it's funny. You know, I did improv and I would always think like improv classes are good on general for everyone. Not just like if you want to be on stage and blah, blah. I feel like improv is good to sharpen your skills as just to keep you on your toes of like yeah thinking on your feet and um you know life is full of curveballs <laughs> so that's for sure um but we're adapting and sports is back so yeah. all of our husbands are finally uh, like, leaving ooh. us alone for like uh 15 minutes <laughs> or two well no full games an hour two hours people are excited this sports is finally back a uh, baseball has officially started again um so that's and then i saw scrimmage of uh the basketball games which honestly was pretty cool yeah and they put what they did was i thought was interesting is they got old footage of people in the stands yeah and the stands it's like huge tvs with people cheering in the background oh okay well that's better than what they're doing for baseball i think for baseball like some places are putting cardboard oh they're putting robots that was japan (laughs) those robots are weird i would think they're distracting all those robots are weird have you you could go on and on watching robot videos (laughs) and they're like creepy because some of these robots are fucking insanely good at whatever task yeah. they're supposed to do. Yeah. So, but baseball's doing the same thing where they're doing old sounds of crowd noise and pumping it through the speakers there uh-huh. in the stadium. It's mm-hmm. empty, but they still have this. And they play it at the right moments. Like when they hit the ball and they just like, ah, you know, like the crowd uh-huh. goes crazy and uh-huh. shit. So that's interesting. Whose job is that? Like to make sure that you time the crowd's sounds at the right what? time the techie guys <laughs> the guy the techie guys yeah or or you know yeah they gotta work with the see that's a step in their game up there finding innovative ways the, of the WNBA. they also started too so all these are getting started oh i want to know what's gonna happen with football that's the sport i watch the most and they already canceled preseason so i don't know what's up i know that <clears throat> I was reading that like 59 players have already league-wide tested positive as of like this past Tuesday NFL night. NFL players? Yeah. Because right now they're testing everybody because everybody's going back. Everybody's going for spring training. Oh, my uh, For God. their training camp. Sorry, not spring training. So, um, but preseason that's usually in August, canceled. And they're still determining what's going to happen with the regular season. I think I haven't seen anything yeah, solid. Bro, it's all the waiting game and just. Because I don't think they have it's feasibly possible for them to operate in a bubble like the basketball league is doing for NFL. But the basketball, they're not even working at full capacity. Yeah, it's, it's just some Select. of the since it was ending the season. Yeah, it wasn't the whole. This right. is like a full season they would have to do. Yeah. So it's just not possible to do that. And then, like, and close doors. Why would it not be possible to do that for NFL? I just because there's so many teams and so many players, and it's for so many teams for for football than there is for basketball. No, I wouldn't say that. I don't know how many basketball teams are. I think there's 32 football teams, if I remember correctly. Um, And there's more players on a football team than I believe than on a basketball team because there's more positions and then you have offense and then you have defense and then you have to have backups for positions and then you have multiple coaches for each type of position and right but then will we have to adapt so maybe they have to change the rules of football they're already changing the rules of football all the time for they're already dealing with the fact that they possibly can suffer brain injuries and serious like life-ending injuries sometimes playing the sport and now they have to 
possibly be careful about contracting a virus. Like I play fantasy football and that's something you always have to worry about. It's like, oh, they may get injured. You need to have backups. Now it's like, oh, my player might test positive. He may not be playing the next game because <laughs> he tested positive. Let me have backups in each position. Well, I mean, so they would be testing on a regular basis. Yeah, for sure. That would have to be part of the protocol. But I'm really curious how that's going to go. Amen. When money's involved, they will find a way to make it happen. It's like you want sports to come back because you want some normalcy and you miss you it. You do. But at the same time, like some players are like already one player that plays on the Chiefs. I can't remember which player it was said that he's not coming back this season from the Chiefs just won their Super Bowl. He's coming back from being a Super Bowl champion. I mean, but they can essentially they can they could take a season off. Yeah, they could. They're like, just cut their losses, all the money that they're going to lose. And they would have to still play the players that are contracted. What if they do something else to raise money? Something else that's different. They can do a game, uh, some sort of online game. I mean, a virtual game. Who knows? It's all about thinking outside the box now. You have to. We're forced to. We need to. Yeah. And then, and then use what the best methods that we can get from what we do now in the future when we're, it's a little bit better outside. It's so crazy how here people are getting tested and it's taking days or weeks to get results. But for sports, they're like, okay, we can get a 24-hour turnaround on results. Or okay, just let me say this real quick. Hours let, let me give you this little piece of, you know what? I'm going to put this, I'm going to put this under a... Uh, Because it's local, very local. What up? So my husband went to go get tested for COVID because one of his coworkers had tested positive. But luckily he didn't work close to him. He was in a different warehouse. Oh my gosh. But ultimately they said the company was like, everybody got to go get tested, which is perfect. Like you need to, you have to. Yeah. And then you have to make certain accommodations depending on how that turns out. Yep. But everybody got tested. He found the place. Up north in a park. If anybody needs the information, I will fetch it for you. No problem. Let me know. He went to get tested on a Thursday. He had his test results Saturday morning. Wow, that's fast. Yeah, that's super fast. And he didn't have to wait there for a very long time either. Two days? Two, three days? Two days. That's yeah, crazy. Friday, Saturday. Friday, Saturday. Yeah, two, not even because Thursday, less. Friday, Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, Thursday morning, and by Saturday morning, he had test results. So, I mean... Two days. Yeah, that's... That's good. That's, that's good. Really Turn good. around. But I've been hearing of people where it's taking days and weeks for some reason. Like, uh, yeah, I weeks. Don't know. They're like 10 days, and they haven't heard. Yeah, man. But, um, yeah, I mean, whatever. It's 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 available. It's just you don't even really know until you get... In the hospital, though, like my mom is had to go to the hospital and they had to test her because that's regular protocol. And there they have quick turnaround. She, they have like a one hour turnaround. Yeah, they test right there. Facilities mm-hmm. are right on. Yeah, exactly. These people have to send the sample out. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But it's different, too, when you're in the hospital already. Mm-hmm. At that point, you definitely want to make quick sure turnaround time on you all have your. To. Bro, my God, it was crazy because well, Sorry, this is going to turn into a pregnancy story. But (laughs) with my last pregnancy, we rolled into the hospital and I was already like eight centimeters when I got there. And everybody was freaking out. Everything was moving very fast. And they were trying to do my blood blood test results to determine whether to give me the epidural. And I was like, uh, yeah, we ain't got time to wait on no test results. I'm going to push this baby out real quick, please. And it was just like, yeah, there, boom. It had to happen. I was looking at my husband like, you better, this is, you might have to catch this. And I was like, I've been here before. I know how this goes. This is about to go down. (laughs) Quick, please. It was pretty crazy, but... Yeah, turnaround time on test results. When you're eight <laughs> centimeters, baby, you ain't getting no test results. You're getting a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, thank you so much for spending your break with us. 
Thank you um, for taking time to listen. Again, follow, like, review, subscribe. Tell your other mom friends all about us. Use us as a way to find out if another mom smokes. (laughs) (laughs) I've been listening to this podcast. It's about uh, moms that smoke pot and then just turn around and look at them and then see how they react. (laughs) And then that'll determine whether or not you're going to be friends. There you go. Those are tips if you want to learn how to make pot smoking mom friends in your area. (laughs) Well, within social distancing guidelines, of course. Yes. But the smoke travels. So ultimately... You will be found. Bye. Bye.